cast your mind back to your school days. What did you think of when you heard the word test? Do memories of putting in a lot of hard work into something very boring and unappealing often come to mind? If that's the case, high five my friend. Ah, ditto. When it comes to the love of our lives, Formula 1, it can be easy to look at the word test in a similar way too. Boring, repetitive and often very very demanding. However, that is hardly the case when you know what truly goes on and the impact that it has on the year ahead. Testing in fact happens to be one of the most exciting times of the year. But why do I say that? What really happens in testing? Why do they do it? And why does it only happen in Bahrain of late? Here's F1 explained by F1 stats guru and the Inside Line F1 podcast. The show where we simplify the complex sport of Formula 1 for the new fans and also to serve as a pre-season refresher to the veterans. Let's get to the questions we've been asked regularly about pre-season testing. First up, the most basic one. What is pre-season testing? Quite simply put, it's the first time to check out how a brand new car functions on track. The teams check every single parameter on the car. The power unit, the suspension, the steering, the gearbox, you name it. The first run checks to ensure that the car is running as it should, like a car. And once the car runs like a car, they increase performance gradually to run it as a race car. Is it an official test? Yes, this is the only pre-season test that Formula 1 teams are permitted to participate in. All other forms of pre-season testing are banned. Will the teams use their 2023 cars? Ah, yes, they will. But one should remember that the car that shows up for pre-season testing could be very different from the car that shows up for the first few races and be very 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 different from the car that will race in the final round in Abu Dhabi. But that's Formula 1 for you. The cars evolve as the season progresses. Here's a fun fact. A team can end up arriving with an illegal car in testing. I mean, a car that's outside of the rule book and not be penalized for it. It won't serve them much purpose anyway, but testing rules don't govern that the car has to conform to the regulation. Yes, Formula 1 is simple yet complex. Okay, on to more questions now. Will the pre-season test be televised? Yes, it will be, depending on which country you live in, and it'll also be live on F1 TV. So do teams have to participate in the test? No, it's optional, but it's very unwise not to participate. And we'll explain why in this episode. But technically, a team could choose to not show up or show up and do just a single lap. There are no compulsions to participating in the pre-season test. Frankly though, it's the performance runs that we are all interested in. Is the new car's aerodynamic philosophy working as intended? Remember, these cars go through intense simulations and wind tunnel programs. and the test helps teams to correlate their simulated race car to the real world race car on the track in an age of so much high level simulation power being available testing still remains crucial you can only ever simulate so much think of it as a practical exam for any project you've undertaken in theory and in the design room everything might look fantastic but only testing can reveal problems like porpoising which can truly challenge teams And there are some more basic performance-related questions that the teams will be out to find answers to as well. How are the new tires performing? And of course, above all else, is the car reliable? In the upcoming pre-season test, be prepared to hear the regular motorsport adage: 
it's easier to make a fast car reliable than a reliable car fast. Ah, let's also talk about the tires. A question we've been asked a few times is, what tires will the teams be using in testing? They will use Pirelli's latest tires that will be used at the races in the upcoming season. But one thing that won't be the same as the equipment used within the season will be the sensors. The best part of Formula 1 testing for me is when the cars turn into Autobots. To track performance data, the teams put a lot of sensors on the cars. These sensors are mounted on grill-like contraptions that are attached to the front, the rear and the middle of the car. These contraptions test the airflow over the car. And I kid you not, the cars almost look like a prop out of your favorite Transformers movie. And then there's the Flovis paint, a fluorescentish paint that also helps teams understand airflow over various parts of their car. You'll also see F1 cars in an avatar you would have never ever seen before in your life, often with really exotic testing liveries that the silly teams don't use for the whole year. I know it's a sponsor's nightmare, but have you seen the camouflaged Zebra Red Bull from 2015? Only in testing. So, here's the tricky part. We've now understood what a Formula 1 preseason test is, why it is conducted, and how teams track the performance of their car and also of their rivals. But the tricky part is that the results of the preseason test almost mean nothing for the season. Can one predict which team will be the quickest from preseason testing? Not really. Can one predict individual driver performance? Basically, who's the favorite for the season's world championship? The answer to that is a strong no as well. Let's get to why this is an impossible task. Firstly, Formula 1 teams are like wily foxes. They almost never give away their pace advantage in pre-season testing and also in what area their strengths lie. Quite often, we tend to look at testing times and get super excited about a certain team having a promising year and potentially winning the title. Mostly Ferrari, but it always doesn't work that way. In testing, Teams are often looking to run the cars in a way that they can test as many different scenarios as possible. There are so many variables to account for. Fuel loads, tyre compounds, time of the day when the lap time was set, driver performance, whether or not the team allowed the driver to push, different power unit modes and just so much more. Only once these things are uniform can we possibly compare car performance and even then, so many things influence that too, like circuit characteristics, weather conditions and so on. Long story short, you can't ever identify who's certainly going to win the title, but you can figure out which teams look strong and at what parts of the circuit, which can then provide a pretty decent indication of the car's strengths and its weaknesses which need to be worked on. By the way, I have a very very good tip for you. Do you want to know how to lose a million dollars? Just bet on the results from preseason testing. Simple, easy, effective, always works. Let's remember, topping pre-season testing isn't a team's key objective. Their focus is going to be on running thoroughly through their pre-season testing program, you know, to evaluate all the car parts and the setup possibilities and evaluate the performance parameters and also, crucially, getting the drivers settled in. Because guys, the Formula 1 drivers, they've not been at work since Abu Dhabi last year. So it's really important for them to get back in the rhythm or, you know, brush off some rust as we call it in the world of motorsport. 
this rust it also exists for the pit crew i mean they've done hundreds and thousands of hours of practice in the factories at the off season but at the pre-season test they'll be practicing in more real conditions after a long time now given that this is the only pre-season test before the season starts reliability that is key from the teams and the drivers teams that have poor reliability guys they're really going to be under the scanner you know during these grueling days of testing everyone's going to be watching them because if your car doesn't run how will you collect data on what parts work well and what isn't working this will only further limit performance and you know it could leave teams like williams in 2019 lost and alone at the back mercedes actually put it very simply and very eloquently reliability correlation and learning these will be the focus points when it comes to pre-season testing in bahrain okay so a few of you have asked why testing is held in bahrain and only for 3 days before we get there and i know you're all very interested to hear about that here's some history about pre-season testing with f1 stats guru sundaram in the past testing was absolutely unlimited and so teams had a separate testing team within the race team just to run the car every weekend sometimes even during race weekends they would get days and days of unrestricted track time to test new parts systems softwares and even drivers in 2005 ferrari spent close to 130 days testing across 11 circuits using six different drivers that definitely wouldn't have fit into the current budget cap basically it was playing to another famous motorsport adage the more the money the faster you go but since many seasons formula 1 has decided to offer the same testing opportunities to all teams big or small it's their way of leveling the playing field that is why pre-season testing is limited and in-season testing is banned also efficiency is now the name of the game in formula 1 not just in terms of power units but also in testing a team gets only 3 days to test and if you're a driver you will share the days with your teammate so in effect a driver gets just a day and a half to settle in before the season In fact if you're driving for a smaller team then there's a chance that the team's official test or reserve driver who's probably paying to be a part of the team gets a few sessions in as well. But can you imagine as a team all you get is 3 days to see if thousands of parts are working up to expectations and then to examine their relation and performance with each other keeping in mind performance and reliability. And finally why is the pre-season test held only in Bahrain? In the past, testing always used to happen in Spain, either at the circuit Barcelona Catalunya or at Jerez. Have the sheikhs paid extra to bring this to the Middle East as well? Well, possibly. The sheikhs are so obsessed with Formula 1 these days that they're actually trying to buy the sport as we all know. But anyway, testing shifted to Bahrain in 2021 when COVID was rampant and moving from the team's headquarters to Spain and then back to Bahrain in just 2 weeks was just way too much travel. So, they decided to cut one trip out, not just for them, but also the tons of freight involved, and instead just decided to test in Bahrain itself, and that's become a micro tradition that saves costs. Spain still was and is quite the location to test though. Most Formula 1 teams are based in Europe, so transportation is easier via the road. The circuit itself has very good facilities and is known as the most ideal track to test a car's downforce around, given its long straight and the different types of corner profiles available. 
Nevertheless, as testing time has been chopped down massively, the teams just find it more convenient to test and race in Bahrain one after the other. And like I said, maybe, just maybe, the sheikhs are paying extra for it. I'm leaving out the best for the last though. It is also in testing where we get to see teams introduce brand new innovations on their car. I recollect how the dual axis steering wheel on the Mercedes car turned heads in the paddock and sparked several discussions among experts on whether the system was legal or not. Let's see if something equally intriguing turns up in this year's preseason test. And finally, the brief glimpses of performance will tease our imagination wild on what to expect in the coming season. Remember, the Formula 1 season is a long one. And it's in pre-season testing where the hype train starts and most of us hop on board. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of F1 Explained on the Inside Line F1 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a good rating, to subscribe to the podcast and share it with all your friends and family members who would like this episode as well. Thank you for listening and we'll be back rather soon. Take care. Bye-bye.